It's EU residency with a price tag. If you want a passport, go to Portugal. <laughs> if you don't want a passport, go to Greece. The Global Passport Investor is your go-to podcast. So welcome to the very first episode of the Global Passport Investor. I'm your host, Eric Major, an investment migration veteran with over 30 years in the game. This is one of many upcoming episodes where we'll talk about residency and citizenship and everything to do about investment migration. If you're watching this on YouTube, please leave your questions in the comments section. And for those of you listening to the podcast, your email inquiry should be sent to questions at globalpassportinvestor.com. Now, it's fitting that we start this podcast series with no less one of the most popular golden visa programs in the history of our industry, and that's Portugal. Before we meet our very special guest, let me ask our listeners the following. What do you think of when I say Portugal? Perhaps you're thinking of the world's most popular footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo. Or maybe you're thinking of port, that delightful libation that we like to sip over Christmas, but somehow the Portuguese drink it all year round. Or maybe you're thinking of cork, which is that spongy tool nestled in all the world's top bottles of wine. Portugal is, in fact, the largest producer of cork in the world. Well, for my guests and I, when we think of Portugal, we think of Golden Visa. And what is a Golden Visa? Some of our listeners may be wondering. It's essentially a residence permit granted to foreign nationals that make a prescribed investment pursuant to the immigration rules. It's EU residency with a price tag. Now, let's meet our special guests and dive into this wonderful world of Golden Visas. I have here with me Jerry Morgan, who is our, the founder and CEO of Merkin Group and his partner in crime, Jordi Villanova, who is the president of Merkin Properties. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to have you both. Jerry, I'm gonna start with you, as uh, we have a few things in common. Uh, we're both Canadians from Montreal, the birthplace of the golden visa industry, isn't it? We're correct. Yeah, I mean, it all started quite a bit long ago, I'm even more in your case than mine. I think the entire industry throughout the world all has some original connection to Canada. Yeah, it, it, indeed. It really brought up a, um, an expertise through those early days that really got exported to other destinations and jurisdictions around the world. So, you know, you, you've been at it for even longer than I have, I have to admit. Um, so tell me a little bit about that journey. How long has it been exactly that you've been in this industry? Uh, it's going on 34 years. Uh, it's a long, long time. But I do remember dealing with you going back 30 years ago in Montreal and... Um, it just seems like not so long ago. Do you still have that same office in Notre Dame Street? Unfortunately, I've upgraded a little bit <laughs> since there, but yes, it's been a long time, and you know, it's we've still been going at it and going strong all these years. And as you said, you know, Canadians exported our expertise in this space uh, to the Americas and to Europe, and certainly into Portugal, as we're discovering now. Jordi, as the president of Merkin, uh, Merkin Properties, you must be very proud of your group's performance. I understand could be as high as 40% market share in the touristic development route of the Golden Visa uh, when that option was available, but only available up until last month. So how did you guys achieve such an impressive market share? And welcome to the show. By thank, the way. Thank, thank you, Eric. <laughs> so 
Can I correct you just a bit? No, please. It's it's probably over fifty percent. No, <laughs> but but you know, uh, people asking us. So how did we do that in these past months? And there's no question that there are two reasons why we were able to achieve that. The first one is the level of partnerships we have that, as Jerry said, we've been building over 30 years yes. with people like you guys. And it's not only about companies, but it's mainly about individuals. Mm -hmm. So that has made a difference in the past eight to 10 months. Yes. The second reason is that um, when some uncertainty was created, we made sure that we had the legal uh, backup that would take us what we thought it was a, a very reasonable uh, target, mm. which was to continue with the program as it was. And of course, many developers, they did not believe on what was going to happen. Mm. Through our dialogue with the government, we think that they understood that the infrastructure that is being created and was created through the tourist infrastructure um, category mm. was unique. So the, I think they were kind of separating what ended up being uh, a change in uh, affordable housing uh, to the golden visa itself. As we have seen, we just have a new program. It was not canceled, mm -hmm. we just have a new program. Mm -hmm. oh, that's a, a good testimony about sticking with it till the very end. I think you were saying that mm -hmm. earlier today when we spoke. Now, just to bring in our listeners and viewers who may not know, you know, details around the requirements, uh, first of all, of having to spend even seven days a year, it's not an onerous requirement, but the program does require seven days a year. Um, we've recently, as a firm, uh, published a guide to help investors on what to see and what to do, including some really cool must-see spots in, in Lisbon. Uh, well, Jordi, again, you know, which off-the-beaten-track experience would you recommend uh, that you could see or one should see in the Portuguese capital of Lisbon? No one is listening to us, right? Keep it on my board. <laughs> so there's a particular place called Bar Tejo, which is a small jazz place in Alfama, which is kind of a new and up-and-coming up area. Uh, it's a unique place, and uh, you might find yourself sitting next to Madonna, mm -hmm. just listening to jazz. Okay. Okay. As in the Madonna, the artist, or some other Madonna? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's one of those unique little retro, no one knows about kind of place? Yes. Okay, Jerry, have you been there before? Did you know I haven't been there. <laughs> okay, he's got to bring you. <laughs> Jerry, I got one for you as well. The Portuguese government you know, recently stripped out the most popular route that we had seen uh, in the Golden Visa history, certainly in Portugal, this property investment without, with the retraction of property investment and touristic developments. What options remain for investors interested in Portugal and what will American Group be offering them? Well, I think what's important is that the Golden Visa program remains. Yes. So they have not canceled it. So anybody that applied over the last year that was worried about a change regime or anything else, you're fine. So straight ahead, the existing program still exists in terms of the rules. Now, in terms of the real estate options, which were canceled, what they've created is what's called the Venture Capital Fund. Mm -hmm. And Mercan will be offering units in this in the next coming weeks. And our fund will focus on the hospitality area. So our fund will be investing in a number of companies mm -hmm. that will be offering hospitality and tourism 
facilities, hotels per se. So we will have a diversified portfolio of four and five star branded hotels that investors can invest in the fund and the fund in turn will invest with companies that will own and operate these hotels. And that's keyword, own and operate. Them. Own and operate, that's okay, correct. So that's interesting and I think, well, I'm gonna bring it back to you, uh, Jordy, but before that I wanna remind our viewers uh, that they could leave their questions in the question segment of uh, the YouTube below. Otherwise, if they're listening to the podcast, I remind you to send us your questions at questions at globalpassportinvestor.com. The greatest investment you could ever make is an investment in your future. Rift Trust and Latitude Group is the leading provider of residency and citizenship solutions for high net worth individuals. Our clients are like our extended family. We're a global firm with a local focus. What makes us truly unique is our leadership team. 100 years of combined industry experience, and we're working every day with governments to improve and build new residency and citizenship programs. Obtaining a second residence or citizenship is the best modern insurance policy for you and your family. Our clients expect the world. We, we deliver it. Hello, Hello to freedom. So Jerry just shared that American will be launching an investment fund. So that great congratulations on your foray into this new space now how do you expect to distinguish yourself from the others in this already crowded space the investment funds have been around uh, not as long as the property route but certainly have been around for a while how do you expect to distinguish yourself in that space yeah i mean we've been always pioneers in in most of the spaces and there are three reasons why we think this will provide the comfort to our partners and to investors to, to make uh, ourselves unique. The first one is that we invest 10% into the fund ourselves. So we are the first investor into the fund. So some people ask, well, you know, what about if there are not enough investors? Well, we are the first investor. So from day one, mm -hmm. the fund will start operating. The, the second thing is uh, the fund in, is investing in hotels that um, most of them, actually three hotels, uh, two of them, they are uh, almost fully funded in terms of construction. So no matter what, no matter what, the projects will go on. Mm -hmm. And the third one... So they're not dependent on the receipt of these capitals? Exactly. In so far as... Okay. Exactly. So these, in terms of comfort and risk assessment for the investors, makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. And the third one is the buyback. Because we are in the um, residency uh, world, many investors, they are very keen on the buyback. So, exit so strategy. Exit strategy, right. So we maintain these as a key feature. So those three are the three components that we think will make ourselves yeah, that's always unique. Been, uh, you're consistent. That's an innovation you brought to the touristic development project side in route which I know uh, led to uh, how many projects in the end that you guys offered? We have 29 hotels uh, that were under Portugal program. Eight are open already, and uh, almost all of them are under construction now. So we'll have a number opening next year, and the balance will open the following year. Well so done. we still have a lot of work to do to get them up and running, but it, it's exciting. Well, you listen, to, to, to put um, this also in the perspective of... Uh, the the landscape the market or the, the marketplace Jerry how would you compare and contrast Portugal's current golden visa regime uh, as compared to maybe some of its neighbors I'm thinking of 
Greece, mm-hmm. or or Malta, or even the Spanish offering uh, that also has golden visas. So, how do you see Portugal fit in in that landscape? Well, I've always said Portugal is the best value uh, program on the market in terms of price. Even at five hundred thousand. Even at five hundred thousand. Okay. And I'll compare the two: best value and ease of use. Uh, if you compare it to Spain, Spain is five hundred thousand. But if you want a passport, mm-hmm. Portugal, you can do it with spending 35 days over five years. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to Spain, it's going to take you 10 years and you need to live there. Yeah. If you compare Portugal to Greece, uh, again, Greece is cheaper. It's only 250000 So we recommend the Greece program to people that just want transport to, uh, visa, travel freely. Yeah. So if you don't want a passport, Greece is better than Portugal. So, I'm not afraid to say that, and I appreciate that. You're right. Mm-hmm. Price point wise, if it's just if you don't car, want a passport, buy yeah. Greece. Don't waste your money on me. Yeah. And if you want Malta, Malta again is a, a similar program to Greece yeah, in that it doesn't sense. lead to a passport. So if you know you want a passport, Portugal is the only way yeah. to go. Now to be clear and transparent to our listeners, um, beyond the very important seven-day minimum requirement, which for most investors is quite manageable. Uh, no matter where they are in the world, they could easily slip in uh, seven days or more uh, for a holiday in, in Portugal. Uh, but in fairness, they would have to meet other requirements as well, right? You need the, the beginner Portuguese. A, a beginner level of Portuguese. That's and, correct. And, and obviously, have maintain your investment, which is the part that you guys facilitate. That's correct. Okay, now over to you, Jordi. I got a question here. Many investors uh, are more interested in citizenship by investment than residency by investment. Uh, but Portugal technically doesn't have a citizenship by investment program. Um, so how smoothly can an investor progress from residence to citizenship? So it plays a little bit off the last point you were making. What is that journey? Um, and realistically, how long do you think it could take for someone applying today to, to graduate to that final status? Yeah, that's, that's a question that keeps coming up. So yes, it's only five years from the time you have your residency uh, till the time you apply for citizenship, having spent 35 days during these five years, and an elementary uh, Portuguese test, which by the way now you can take in most of the embassies around the world. So that's that's easy. Oh, I see. So it doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be in Portugal. You can take it in most of the embassies, Portuguese embassies around the world. So that makes things easier. And um, now with the new restructuring of CEF, we expect that the uh, 18 months to two years that we were waiting for the cards, this should be reduced. Mm -hmm. Um, So then in terms of once you apply for citizenship, so after the five years, uh, when you submit your... How long is that taking? So now it takes between 12 and 14 months. Okay. So, so, which is so it's a reasonable time. European, European um, jurisdictions and UK where I recently applied mm-hmm. and it took me 14 months to get. Um, so, so that's a standard delay. But, you're, so, but to be fair, what you're saying is you submit your application for residency. You have therefore invested in a fund... CEF now AIM, uh, I think AIMA is the new entity. They yes, that's does its work, whether it takes 18 months, 24 months, or six months, we will see. Yeah. We will see. But once they've opined on the applicant's uh, application and let's say granted, is it still a two plus two visa? Yes. Two years? Yes. Uh, every two years? Yes. So they'll grant you two years and then the applicant will ask for the extension again another two years and again ask for the extension again another two years. But once they fulfill five, mm-hmm. which is in the middle of that third extension, yes, uh, right. third visa, um, 
if they met the other requirements, they could apply. And what you're saying is typically a year to a year and a half, let's say, yeah. to get it. Okay, so that's that's a journey that's realistically simple, yeah. seven to eight years, yeah. uh, and hopefully with Ceph, uh being restructured, we'll see some improvement there. Okay, uh, back to you, Jerry. I have a tough. Well, again, we're touching on this. Maybe not as tough. Reality check. Uh, you you're used to having this question brought to you, I'm sure, many many times. So in many ways, you'll agree. Portugal's golden visa program has become the victim of its own success with the government agency responsible responsible for reviewing application, unable to cope with the demand, uh, leading to the current processing delays exceeding two years. Now, do you foresee this improving in the months ahead, or should we simply expect the same fate as experienced in Canada, our home country, and the United States, which is to see processing times grow to three years, four years, five years? Now. There's a lot of hope maybe in this restructuring we just referenced. What, what's your take? What's your feeling? Do you think the Portuguese are going to tackle this? Well, the, the, the new body has come out and, and said that they intend to clean up the backlog in the next 18 months. So they made a statement around that? They made a statement to that effect. Okay. So that is a very positive start yeah. to the new body. They will have more resources. Uh, I think they would like to clean it up. Uh, you know, we had changes, you know, the biometric appointments, we don't need three anymore. So that, that, is, that frees up some space. So hopefully they will make other changes which will make the adventure or the experience more pleasant. Mm -hmm. You know, we, I think everybody, everybody agrees from the government to, to, the, to, to the investors that we need to do something. Yeah. And you know our role, is, you know, as an active participant in the program, is to ensure and, and to lobby on our customers' behalf that the process is quicker. So we're we're confident and comfortable that there will be improvements, not immediately, yeah. but I think over time. Well, you can ensure uh, that I'll ask you the question at our next uh, podcast. <laughs> yes. which we should make this at least an annual, if not earlier. So thanks, uh, Jerry, for that answer. Um, you know, Jordy, we saw that. Portugal did, uh, with its very successful program, attract foreign nationals truly from all over the world. Um, do you think that this fun option that you guys are entering into, will that change uh, the jurisdictions that you see will have an affinity towards this offering? Because with the touristic development, I mean, maybe tell us, what, what was the geography of what you attracted? And my question is, do you see that changing with the fun option? Not necessarily that much. Um, we know that North America, and especially in the past two years, has been attracted to Portugal. Mm. So the Golden Visa is the result of the branding of, of Portugal as a destination, um, uh, as, as a tourist destination. Okay. And, um, and now also we know that the, the uh, Portuguese government is negotiating with the uh, certain American airlines so that the new type of planes from Airbus and from uh, uh, from Boeing, the 130 seaters, long range, they will be targeting secondary cities in the US. So that's why from a tourist point of view, North America certainly it's, it's, it will continue to be very, very attractive. Uh, and of course, Southeast Asia has always been a market for any type of programs and, and for sure it will continue to be, uh, will continue to be a, a target area yeah. for us. I think you know, as you were explaining to our sales team earlier, how you're looking to develop an investment fund that has some feature of 
the client getting their capital back at the end of the investment period um, will will attract the non-traditional investment fund users uh, because investment funds is very much a North American, Western Europe kind of product, which I didn't think had much appeal, but with certain provisions and, and, and features that you're looking to uh, um, implement with this fund option, I think it could have a wider, I agree, it would probably have a wider uh, array of uh, a potential market. But the United States key to the future um, uh, of this program, to this industry, and I'm really happy to see Portugal wanting to develop that even further into secondary city uh, routes. So, Jerry, um, Maybe we'll finish uh, with this note here about you know about Merkin, something you probably you know created over 30 years ago, 35 years, 34 years ago. Uh, give us a bit of a history of that journey, where it started. Uh, we talked about Canada. I know you had a foray into the United States. I want quickly for our readers' benefit understand your journey there, and um, and where are you now? And and are there other jurisdictions? Because you've been keen advocates of Portugal. I know. But you're a global company. Uh, you have sites and, and ideas elsewhere in the world. Give us that, that quick history, if you don't mind. Well, it goes back a long ways, and thank God I can still remember. But uh, uh, originally, I was doing uh, what's called an executive MBA program. Uh, I was working for a venture capital company. And as part of my MBA, I had to do a thesis. Uh, so on, the, on this topic? On any topic. Oh, so I went to my boss, and I said, since you're paying for my MBA, what would you like me to do? And the person, they came to me and said, do whatever you want, because we don't care. I said, okay. So I'd read an article that day that Canada, it's 1989, had just started the Immigrant Investor Program was announced. And I read this and I said, this is very interesting. So my thesis for my MBA was a business plan to set up a company under the Immigrant Investor Program with the new, with the new legislation that was in place. So I was at a venture capital company, went, went from zero to 50 million. In the second year of my MBA, it went back down to zero. <laughs> so while I was finishing my MBA, unfortunately they paid the second year of my tuition before they went bust. So I, I had nothing to do. I said, well, I'll start an immigrant investor business and that's how I got into business. And, and, and that experience, I know, from, from bumping into you over the years in Montreal, uh, led you also to the United States. I mean, is, is this USCB5 world that different to, to what you've done in, in Portugal? How different or how the same? It's a little bit different. I, I, what I like about the Portugal program in the U.S., a lot of the EB5, they run a lot of debt, mm -hmm. and they tend to have a lot more risk. What I like about Portugal is we're running on 100% equity, which means we shouldn't have any bad stories. They should all be good endings. Yeah. Because the, you know, when, you, when you operate an internationally branded hotel and you don't have debt, yeah. very little can go bad. Yeah. And, and that's what makes it so interesting and fun for us, is that we, we have a good product and we're giving a good product to people and people don't need to worry about it. And any other jurisdictions that you have in sight, or are you all Absolutely. After, after Dubai, I'm going to Greece, and we hope to have our Greece project in the next six months. Oh, wow. That's so we're, we're, we'll be offering Greece. As I said, if you want a passport, go to Portugal. Yeah. If you don't want a passport, go to Greece, well, and we're going to be there. Jerry, that's the headline <laughs> summary of the show right there. I can't agree with you more. Listen, guys, um, we're going to finish off with this little theme or idea that we developed in our team to call it Anecdota Time, which is um, obviously for you, uh, both of you, I would ask, 
to share uh, an anecdote of uh, something that you know is unique, intriguing, funny tale, either about you, either about Merkin, either about the industry um, that you've never told that you think our listeners could be uh, interested in. So don't be afraid to be candid. Who wants to go first? Just something. I'll, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay, Jordan. So tell me. A story. Um, so first, a recommendation as a result of the anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> if you are a, 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 a runner like me, um, I recommend you don't run in Parque Cidade in Porto around 6 a.m. You don't recommend? I don't recommend that. You might be uh, beaten by dogs at that time, which is what happened to me about three years ago when I was running in Parque Cidade. In Porto, I got beaten by a couple of dogs. Okay. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. <laughs> Wait till maybe 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. <laughs> or at least when the owners are around. <laughs> oh my God. How about you, Jerry? What did you... Uh... Well, after 33 years and so many different countries, I uh, have lots of experience and lots of, lots of good stories that maybe I can't even share. Yeah, so... Especially as a young guy traveling throughout the world, we had some great adventures. Um, so yeah, those will be, we can save those for later. Yes. But uh, I guess I'm like Jordy. I, I, every, every country I go to, I wake up early and I like to go walking around getting exercise. So quite often I used to get into a habit where I got lost and I have trouble finding my way back to the hotel because nobody speaks English. Especially a long time ago, nobody really spoke English. So I got into a habit. I always put $20 of local currency in my pocket and a business card for the hotel. So whenever I go walking, I just get my way home. And usually one out of 10 times I get lost. I, I, you know, I know you're, that's a true story because, um, and I hadn't seen you in maybe five years or something. And then I'm making my way early in the morning, it was, in London. And who do I bump into in the streets? By St. Right. Paul's Cathedral, it was you. And yeah. you were getting your gear ready and, 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 and doing your walk. But I'm sure you uh, you would have managed to get back. Uh, well, it's a great way to see a city. Yeah, it is actually at that time in the morning. Hey, listen, guys, this, uh, it's been great having you. I don't know if there's any other final thoughts or comments that you want to share with our um, with our listeners. Um, anything else? Just thank you for the opportunity. Well, that's okay. Well, thank you most importantly for joining me uh, on this very first inaugural well, podcast. Well, you know, we'll be launching our new product in the next two weeks, so we look forward to introduce it to people. We think it's going to be exciting. Well, from what you uh, shared with us, uh, Jerry and Jordy, I think uh, you, you'll continue your success in this uh, in this space. Uh, I want to thank you both for your time and your uh, yeah. Your, your, our listeners uh, are obviously uh, learned a lot from listening to you. We invite our listeners to stay tuned for the next episode of the Global Passport Investor, and uh, where we continue to walk you through the world of investment migration. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Right. Okay. That was fun. How long was it? How long was it?